Well, hi, my friends. Welcome to episode 75 of the Because Why Not podcast. 75! Oh my gosh. I'm recording this after taking a big old juicy long summer break from recording, and I am just renewed and renewed with my voice cracking and invigorated and happy to be back here with you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Hope you're enjoying your summer. Pass this along to someone you think who might enjoy it. Subscribe, leave a review, and hope you're doing well. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Here I am. I'm back. It's Grace. It's been seven weeks since I last recorded. I just looked at the calendar and here we are seven weeks since my last podcast. Thank you for, I don't know if you've been patient, but thank you for being here. (laughs) If you're listening again, I know there are people who unfollow uh, or unsubscribe from podcasts when they don't get regular new podcasts um, weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. And I've tried to be consistent with this, but I'm here to say that I took a page from my own book. I took my own medicine. I took my own advice It was as if everything I've been through and have learned and have experienced and everything I've been sharing and processing and experiencing, moving through, putting out there, just in life with people, with social media, with the podcast, with coaching, with everything, it all just came clear to me personally in an instant and showed me the way, which was that I needed to take a break from everything. So that's what I did. Not just this beloved podcast of mine, but so many things. So I want to tell you about that. It feels like a good juicy episode to start back in with because it's so real and so, I don't know, true to what I've been going through, but also really in real time sharing with you that all of the stuff that I talk about is not lost on me. It is as much for you as it is for me, as much for me as it is for you. I think I said it in my last podcast. It's like coaching me and coaching you, Um, you know, and I woke up the end of June. I mean, it was like in an instant, like a flash came to me the end of June. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I get all of it. I get all of the things I've been saying to other people, everything I've been putting out there, everything I've been thinking about, reading about, 
all this stuff. I get it. I get it. And now I know what to do. And it is all totally about listening to what you need. Listening to what I need. I listened to what I needed. And it told me, I told me to shut it all down, to slow down, to stop, to get quiet, to stand still, to listen more, to move less quickly, to stop the hustle, to slow down the striving, even stop the striving energy, to be more curious, to ask more questions to put less pressure on myself, to be and do and have and achieve and go, 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 to stop, just to stop. I have said so many times here that your inner voice, your inner being, your pilot light, as I've often called it, your inner self, your gut your intuition, it's all the same thing. And that it is the wisest and most clear and present and accessible voice that you have if you're willing to hear it and willing to listen. But so often we're moving through life so quickly. We have huge long to-do lists, so many responsibilities, people we're taking care of, careers, Um, you know, maybe aging parents, maybe really young children, maybe older children, who knows all the things we do. I mean, particularly we as women have tremendously long lists, especially when you get to a certain point in your life, right? I've talked about this so many times before. So it's really, really difficult to even think about listening to our inner voices. I mean, they are squashed and drowned by to-do lists and by all the noise in our lives and by all of our many responsibilities. But as I've said so many times before, when there's something that your inner voice is trying to tell you, it will get through to you whether you like it or not. It will first be a whisper Then it will be a little louder, a little louder. It will scratch at you. Then it will claw at you. And then it will come bursting out of you. Sometimes that can happen in a really crazy, detrimental, overwhelming way. Sometimes it can happen in a crash, you know, like you're going 150 miles an hour and you hit the wall. That's your inner voice telling you, you've got to listen to me about whatever it's about. But hopefully it doesn't happen at that point. Hopefully it's more that you can tell that you're trying to tell yourself something and you choose to stop and listen. Well, it was so interesting for me, this process and what I experienced the end of June, because I am a person who feels so tapped in and tuned in to what it is that I'm feeling, what I want, particularly after this two-year, you know, awakening, let's say. I don't know how many times you want to hear me say the word journey or spiritual journey. I mean, that's really what it is. But after this two-year 
uh, process of awakening, I feel so good at listening to my own inner voice and listening to what I need. And even if things are crazy and hard and overwhelming and busy and all of that, I feel like I know how to listen to myself. But what I learned in this moment of real awakening, the end of June, when my voice was so loud, I didn't hit the wall running, nothing huge, crazy happened. I didn't collapse, none of it. It was really like a crystal clear voice in my head. And it was louder than any voice I had heard before. And I've heard a lot of advice from me to me over the last couple of years telling me what to do. Um, as I've shared here, you know, everything from quitting drinking to taking on a new career to, I mean, any number of things. I guess those are the two biggies that come to mind. But um, I guess starting a podcast, um, the list goes on. But this was so crystal clear in a way that nothing ever had been before. And maybe it's because I've gotten better at tuning in to what that voice is, which is also so much why I want to share with you here what that was like, because I want for you to be able to get better at listening to um, what's going on with you and what you are trying to tell you. And what I can say is that First of all, what I knew to be true before this moment is that our inner voice knows what's best for us. It is never leading us astray. It always has has our best intentions at heart. It is completely separate from our ego, the ego side of us that cares what other people think of us, how we look in our genes, how we're presenting our lives to the outside world, all those sorts of things. It is completely and totally focused on what is best for you. And when you think you don't know, it always, always knows. So for me, this went something like me moving at 150 miles an hour every day for many months, about nine months of consistent controlled chaos dealing with my mother and a huge fall that she took, which led her to the hospital, to a nursing home, and eventually to moving her to assisted living, getting her all sorted out there, packing up, emptying out, and selling her home. Um, me taking on an additional part-time job for nine months, which kept me very busy. Me coaching, me planning some events, me raising my two children and dealing with everything related to their school and baseball with the help of my amazing husband, but also trying to, with my amazing husband, run my household, everything that goes along with that, and on and on and on. Things he has going on, other things going on in our family, in our lives, you name it. Our dog. I mean, just a lot, you know? And I would say that it was, you know, normal life for this age and stage of life, but it really, really wasn't. I would say it was an acute nine months of life where there was so much happening, so much that absolutely needed to be attended to, and so much that needed to be done. There wasn't 
a choice. There were things that each of us had to do because of the pandemic and things that happened due to that because of illness and things that had to be dealt with due to my mother's illness because of having two young children because of just you name it. It was an acute situation for many, many months. All that to say, that's something that so many of us find ourselves in, you know, and it ebbs and it flows. For example, I have no doubt that that was not the last acute situation in my life where things are going to be intense and overwhelming and so much happening. I do believe I mean, I'm sitting here knocking on the wood table next to me, but I do believe that it's the last time it will happen sort of in that way, in the way that it did, having children as young as I did, along with my aging parent, um, in a pandemic, with a lot at stake and changing with careers and this and that, all these things, you know, it was a bit of a perfect storm, which so many of us have experienced in this past year in our own ways. So I am not alone and I have great empathy for all of you out there. And I want to say that I do think we've all been through something that while we may go through difficult things again in our lives, because that's the nature of life, right? It ebbs and it flows. It goes up and down. It's a roller coaster. Even if a lot of things are going really well, there are always challenges to attend to. That's life. That's that's truly being an adult. I mean, it just is, you know, and that's not all bad. That is, that is, that is what this is about. I mean, it's just not all smooth sailing all the time, but that's what makes our lives what they are and actually allows us to continue to grow and become better people and stronger and more interesting and more resilient, all those things. Um, But yeah, it's been, it really was an acute nine months for me of so much happening all the time of running from one place to another for 16 hours a day, every single day, you know, and all the while having these incredible tools that I've been honing and that I share with you for the spiritual toolbox about how to live a more connected and conscious life and how to move through challenges and pain, um, in a more meaningful and powerful way. Um, and that's all real, you know, those tools are real. They're there for a reason and they served me really, really well during a really difficult time. But there certainly was a piece of it where I had my head down and was charging forward And it was really day by day, minute by minute at times, if I'm being honest, which I am honest with you, it was at times minute by minute. I even took some notes in the note section in my phone about certain days I would write down every single thing I did in that day. And I did it as a way of almost like memorializing or archiving what that time in my life was so that one day I could look back on it and go, this is what I went through 
this is also what I made it through, what I, I don't know, survived through, and all the while still enjoying a meaningful life with my husband and children and my work and my my life, you know? So I knew even as I was keeping notes of those days that I was going through a lot and that I knew that there would be another side of it. I didn't know when I would get to the other side of it. And just like so many challenges in life, you get to the other side of the thing that's hard just in one moment of one day sometimes. It's not the day or the moment that you expect, but all of a sudden it's easier. It just is. And that's very much what happened to me. It just felt like we reached a place of, I don't know, homeostasis with my mother and with my children and with our schedules and with our careers and with all these things that needed to become a little easier, a little more consistent, a little less of a hustle, a little less of a concern. But there was also the side of it that I knew, which was willingness, you know, my favorite word that I talk about here all the time, my willingness to let some things grow, go and my willingness to stop putting so much pressure on myself to go so fast, to do so much, and to achieve at such a high level with everything I was doing, no matter whether I cared about the thing a little or a lot, you know? So all of a sudden I found myself in June like, oh my gosh, things are slowing down. They really are. Like I'm letting go of this job I've been doing. I am finishing up my time on this board that I sit on. I have less overall responsibilities with my work in general. I'm wrapping up certain events. I'm wrapping up certain coaching clients. I'm wrapping up baseball season with my kids. I'm entering this new phase of summer. And I all of a sudden felt like I could take a deep breath a little bit more. And the minute I felt or allowed myself to take this deep breath, this voice within me shouted. And it was so clear. And it's what I said at the beginning of this. It just said, Grace, you need to stop, 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 slow down, stop everything, even the things you love the most, like this podcast. And so, my dear listener, that's what I did. I finally had metabolized all of the words and the work that I've been sharing with you and advice I've been giving or ideas I've been presenting or tools I've been sharpening, skills I've been honing. It was like it all just metabolized within me in a moment. 
And I finally took my own medicine. It hit the spot and I knew what to do. And we always know what to do. We know what we need. It's a matter of not just discovering that, but being willing to listen to that and move forward in our lives. And that's exactly what I did. And oh my God, has it felt great. That's what I really want to say to you. The gift of listening to what you need is that it feels great. And it will feel great because it is coming from a place of such knowing inside you and truly from a place of authenticity and from a place of such sincerity, you know, that, that you are the one who so authentically and sincerely, genuinely, and clearly knows what's right for you and knows what you need. And there's such a freedom and such a calm that comes from listening to that and living a life according to that. And it's so interesting because even though I've had this two and a half years where I have been bursting through rings of fire in order to get to the other side, to, to live a life that feels right to me and, you know, feeling like I am, you know, always, I don't know, driving the train that's on the track of, that's paved with my own best life intentions. I mean, what a convoluted Was that a metaphor or an analogy? I don't know. That was real messy. But what I'm getting at is I have felt like I've been listening to my own inner voice for two and a half years. Like I have felt that I've been listening and hearing and and abiding by that and um, choosing myself above all else. Like I have felt like I've been doing that and I have to the degree that I can alongside this hustle I've had to maintain for various real life reasons. But it wasn't until I heard that voice the end of June and started listening to it that I knew that it was more clear and different than I had ever experienced. And maybe I had reached a new threshold of being able to hear what I needed and advocate for myself. And I'm so grateful for that and so glad I can share that with you so that you can hear me say that yeah, again, the rewards are so rich from acting according to what your heart truly wants. Acting according to what your heart truly wants, living your life according to what your inner knowing and your inner voice is telling you to do. It's so freeing and also so empowering And here's the biggest thing. It's so peaceful. I think that one of the biggest things we are all seeking is inner peace. Am I right about that? I believe that to be true from all of these women I've spoken to. 
and many whom I've coached, we ultimately are seeking inner peace. But we don't always know how to get there. And we frankly don't always consciously know that the finding of the inner peace or the achieving of the inner peace is what ultimately will bring us greater connection and fulfillment and joy in our lives. There's this disconnect, right? Like we don't totally get it that when we feel a sense of inner peace, we are able to live a more fulfilling life. And I'm not sure what that disconnect is. I haven't cracked the code on helping women understand that it is the inner peace that will bring them there from a place of turmoil to a place of enjoying their life more, that it's the inner peace that really brings you there. And furthermore, that the inner peace is found by listening to your inner voice and leading your life according to that. Does that make sense? So that's what I believe I know to be true, or as Lady O might say, what I know for sure. But I haven't yet cracked the code on how do I help you or help one or help a woman or any human really understand and really metabolize the deep knowing that your most fulfilling life is on the other side of achieving inner peace and inner peace is achieved by listening to your own inner voice and living your most authentic life. I don't know. There it is. I can't be the first person to have come up with this, but it's certainly something that I have discovered through so much trial and error and trying and trying and really listening to myself and having hard times and easier times and experiencing pain, moving through lots of feelings, good and bad, elation and disappointment, all the things. But what I found to be true in this last six or seven weeks is that listening to this voice and being willing to shut it all off and just be as much as possible, just be has provided me with so much inner peace and calm. And from that has come some deeply fulfilling time and such a happy, conscious, aware, connected, joyful, and very, very simple period of time with myself and my family. And it's been great. And when I say shut it all down, you know, it really was a process of removing certain things, finishing up certain work I had to finish up, which sometimes we are beholden to the work we have to do. We just are, you know, we have responsibilities, commitments, we have to earn, we, whatever it is, you know, we have things we are beholden to. Sometimes we can lead very fulfilling lives, even when we are beholden to those things. But I happen to have been in a place where I needed to let things go in order to move on and feel more free. And I knew that. So, 
you know, when I say shut it all down, it was a process of letting certain things go, finishing certain things up with my kids and with myself, and really just stopping with social media, putting a pause on this podcast, um, and spending more quiet time with myself and my family, caring and worrying less about being productive and about putting things out there and about doing things well and doing so many things. Um, And so that's what I mean by shutting it all down. That's what it meant for me because I am someone who is such a doer and always trying to achieve more and just be productive no matter what it is I'm doing, whether it's cleaning up the kitchen in the most productive way or, um, you know, sharing tools via social media for coaching um, in a way that's the most productive and the most um, just in the best way that I feel that I can. Same with this podcast, same with parenting, same with all of it. I just am constantly in a place of going and doing and being productive. And so slowing down is not my most comfortable gear, you know. I was allowing myself about 10 minutes of meditation a day, which can go a long way, but that's not really slowing down. You know, going back to what I was saying to you about my 16-hour days. So all that to say that I'm incredibly grateful for the time I've offered Myself, it's been so replenishing. It's been so fulfilling. Um, It's truly been so rewarding. And enlightening is a really big word, but it does feel really enlightening. And it really all has come out of me being willing to listen to what I need. And so that's the lesson here is about listening to what you need. What do you need? Also, too, what do you want? What does your heart want? What do you want from your life? What do you want from this day? I mean, those are really, really big questions, you know, and we can't always find the answers to those. Those can be really hard. But if we listen to what our inner voice is saying and what our inner voice is telling us we need, That's such a good start because even if, you know, one thing, this is actually something I've had a major realization about during this quiet time is that, you know, I am not always able to tell you what I want or tell anyone what I want out of life. I'm a constant seeker. So I may think I want this job or this career or to do this thing or to achieve this thing or whatever it is. I'm in a constant state of seeking and wanting to try new things and all of that, but I don't always have words for what I want. For example, I may not be able to say, in five years, I want to own my own business and have this many clients and have the first draft of my memoir written, right? That's an example. I can't always tell you specifically what I want, 
But what I've realized over these last six weeks is that I can tell you and I can tell myself how I want to feel. And that so often tapping into the way that we want to feel is more attainable than being able to put words around what we want. So that coupled with being willing and able to listen to and hear our inner voice telling us what it is that we need, that's a really good combination to send yourself down the road or help yourself move forward towards something that will feel really good to you, I think. You know, hearing that inner voice, really listening to what it is that you need, you always know what you need. You are the one who knows. Sometimes you need people to help you find that voice, but you're the one who possesses it. And if you really stop and take the time to think about this or really to feel about it, you totally know how you want to feel in life. You may not be able to say what you want, but you know how you want to feel. I like to feel and want to feel free and flexible. Those are my words right now. How do you want to feel? What are those feelings that you want? You may already have some. They may be different. You may have had it before in the past and you want it again. Could be joy, could be calm, could be freedom, could be elation, could be adventurous. I mean, it could be anything. But take some time to think about how you want to feel and take some time to get quiet and see if you can't hear that inner voice telling you what's up. Because I am telling you, it knows what's up. It is there deep in your gut, not commenting on how you look in your jeans. You look great in your jeans, but that's your ego. Get quiet. Listen to your voice. It has been so great for me this past six weeks, seven weeks of just being more quiet. And while I have enjoyed it, I'm also very much looking forward to some of it coming to an end when my children finally come home from two weeks of camp on Friday. I cannot take them being gone anymore. Um, that is my mom truth. Oh, I miss them so much. But I am so just really filled up by my um, greater quiet and time alone and tapping into what I need and by finally sitting down to record this with you and for you again. I was so inspired a couple days ago when someone I didn't know thanked me for recording this podcast. And I am so grateful to all of you for listening. Each and every one of you, every time you listen, it just means the world to me. So thank you for that. And thank you for telling me and for being here. And I hope you'll keep listening and pass it along to someone who you think might enjoy it. And um, I'll be back with you. I plan to be back with you again soon. 
I hope you're well and that you take time for yourself, which is so deserved and so needed, whether or not you know it. Bye.